I'm in the money. Show me, Show me the, the money. money. <laughs> we need a song. We need a song. So you know it's t- today. <laughs> Megan uh, Long. Thank you, Megan Long. Um, Megan Long, new member. What's going on? Yes, new members. Memberships on Rideshare Guide. One, you can help support the channel. Uh, two, you get custom emojis and badges and all that good stuff so you can show your support to the channel. Uh, okay. Not not a segue into that, but uh, hey, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. So uh, Megan, uh, thanks for uh, becoming a member and enjoying. Um, and uh, I want to put the membership on resume. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, Sergio, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I have recuperated from my cold. Um, almost 100%, I would say. Um, so today's a big day, buddy. It is. My it partner is. in crime. Um, you know, honestly, I, um, this is our 50th episode, people. 55. Oh, now. Holy crap. We've been doing this for the last 50 weeks. 50 but weeks we in a row. We, we got a packed show for you. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But in two weeks, it's one year. So yeah. episode 52 means one full year of doing Show Me the Money Club. So okay. uh, thank you for everybody who is uh, joining, watching. You know, it's great to see so many new faces, so many new people, um, everything that's going on, old, uh, everybody coming in and, uh, you know, enjoying. It's It's definitely been... A work in progress. Uh, you're going to see a little bit of new things coming when it comes to Show Me the Money Club uh, because we are going to update it, make it a little uh, more better for you and uh, some things there. So uh, we yeah, are excited. Man. But yeah, congratulations okay. on 50 there, Serge. Hey, man. Thank you, partner. Um, look, we started this. I remember our first one. I was like tongue-tied. <laughs> and it looked like, I mean, our improvement has been there, obviously, but it wouldn't have happened without the support um of the viewers and the gig worker man without the gig worker or a driver there is no gig economy ceos check it out our i mean you know our goal was what to build a great community of drivers and give them valuable information you know tips and tricks how to make more money if they can every city is different obviously but everything we have done so far seems like it's clicking with the viewership and and really thankful Thank you for your support, and we're going to keep going, and we're going to actually improve. Uh, there is always room for improvement, and again, my, many thanks. And this happened the last second. I couldn't send it to Chris, but I'm just going to say it anyway. So Harry Campbell, the founder of The Right Share Guy, who allows us to do our song and dance here without really any intervention, honest to God, okay? Because we call it the way we see it. You know, people are liking it. Okay, fine. We're not doing it just because we're doing it. We're doing it to do some good. But he opened the purse strings, Chris. Mm-hmm. I tweeted the show, of course, like I do every week, saying that, you know, come join us live. And he goes, oh, how about this? Congrats, guys. How about five $50 Amazon gift cards for you to give away? Well, we didn't have the time to squeeze that in there. But no fear. Our anniversary is coming up in two weeks. So in two weeks, we're going to give five $50 Amazon gift cards for the support and for the for yep. all the love you guys have shown us. So thank so you, big, Harry. If you're not subscribed, make sure you are. Turn yeah, on the notifications so you won't miss. Plus, it's Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. You can't miss it. But we're going to have some great shows uh, coming 
obviously the one year coming up in a couple of weeks 50th is today uh so we got quite a bit going um yeah where, where do you want to go what do you want to uh, do you want well, you just you just do your thing and right do all your right. announcements and wherever <laughs> you want to go i'll just go with with where you're all right so we have a jam-packed show for you today uh you know one of the things uh that we wanted to bring up as always is you know making sure you are safe uh because safety is key when it comes to being in the car with a complete stranger you don't know what's going on so uh, we're going to be talking about something there we also have our first recipient of the show me the extra mile sunshine award and uh the story is absolutely amazing uh of what this driver had done and uh so we're going to be giving our recipient uh the announcement that they well deserve and then yep 100 bucks and then for your neck for story we are just going into april now so uh get your stories in of going the extra mile and uh you could possibly win a hundred dollars for our april uh person so then um we're gonna be talking about something that is gonna definitely help when it comes to your back and your butt especially driving rideshare for the amount of hours that you may be in your car. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Stephanie, uh, what was, how, how do you pronounce your name, last name Vigil. again? Vigil. So uh, Sergio had a interview with her. He's going to be talking about that in just a few minutes, uh, just to kind of give you guys prepped for that particular interview that's going to be coming out here on the Rideshare Guy. Uh, we're also then going to get into a, I believe it was Yahoo News, um, reaction to Lyft's new CEO as the interview. It's about a seven and a half minute video that we're going to go through, react to, talk about. Uh, you can share your reactions as well to that. Uh, so we have a couple of points where we're going to pause within the video, give our reactions to that. Not After that, we're going to be talking about the Lyft staff. Actually, the employees want the change in leadership. It's looking yeah. like that. So that's why uh, the CEO and president are not here. And they're bringing in a new CEO. So it could be with the employees. After that, you know, Uber just came out with their salary report. Uh, so is this one of the reasons why Uber can't turn a profit? I mean, some of these pro these are, are insane. $24 million. Please give me some of that. Show me that money. <laughs> um, after that, we're going to be talking about Uber's stockholder election. So if you own stock in pretty much any company and they have their votes... Uh, they're going to tell you whether it's through your provider or whatever email, um, letting you know that there is a vote coming and you can vote. Um, one of the things that they have for their vote is actually against driver support and safety. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to break that one down. And then uh, is DoorDash buying politicians? And then also we're going to be talking about, you know, ending the show with some funnies, some crazies, uh, some robots and uh going from there so uh, we got a jam-packed show <laughs> coming for you uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun too uh so. <laughs> yeah we got a lot we got a lot let's get going um the the you know the somebody in the chat called me uncle sergio i go mm. bro come on how old are you are you like 18 <laughs> but i appreciate the respect though thank you much i appreciate it <laughs> like, well you yeah, know side uh, side note yeah, my daughter's uncle is six years old, one year younger, or one year older oh, than her. That's <laughs> what's happening. That's what's happening. 
Okay, it's it, a, it could be a, a <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what, Chris? My biggest problem, even at this age, I mean, I'm not that old, but I'm I'm obviously older than you. <laughs> um, my brain writes checks, my body cannot cash anymore. <laughs> so I get hurt all the time. <laughs> like the other day, I was like boxing in the garage with my son. I got pummeled, bro. <laughs> and then for the next two days, I was sore as heck. I was like, man, I'm just got to stop writing these checks. My body cannot cash, man. I was like, you got to start working you know, out, getting into it again. Yeah. Oh, speaking, speaking of, you know, a little bit, get back into it. Uh, you know, WWE, completely off topic. Oh, not, yeah. even, not even knowing why I'm talking about this, but I did watch WrestleMania on uh on Saturday, they had it was a two- in my backyard. It was in my backyard. Yeah, right in your backyard. I texted you. I'm like, oh, you're going I, out driving? You're like, nope. <laughs> no, Serge, Serge was crazy, though. I'm telling you, like, forget the pickup at the at this SoFi Stadium. Serge was crazy or in the surrounding areas, like 1825s on Uber, 1825s to 30s on Lyft. I go, hopefully you guys listened. I always say, do not pick up at the event. Always on the outskirts. Get in, get out. Get in, get out. That's what you yep. guys should have done if you're in LA, Mr. Yeah. Gamble. There you go. But you know, it, it's kind of funny because you're seeing uh uh Dana White buying the WWE for nine million nine billion dollars, and now yes. the UFC and WWE are under an umbrella of the yes. UFC parent. So yeah, it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how that all shakes out uh yeah. coming up. So I'll be interested. I don't really watch wrestling, like I'll hang out with some friends, and that's what we did for uh, Saturday night, we got together, hung out, and all that. But uh, yeah, it was at SoFi Stadium, which uh, was you know right there when it big. came down to it. Sold out, sold out, maybe sold out. It was big. Yeah, there was, I mean, you know, know, was like, eighty-four thousand or eighty-two thousand people yeah. or something ridiculous. It's a beautiful there. stadium, though. You know what? It may be the most beautiful stadium in the U.S. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. it's designed for California. It's outdoors, indoors. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing place. So. If you get yep. a chance, anybody go down there and catch an event or a concert. Um, you know, we'll see. But anyway, so let's get going. So there was you know, one guy says Sergio does not do twat. Hey man, this weekend, this weekend, Uber show me the money. I took their <laughs> money. I took the money. They lost, lost <laughs> I drove. Let's listen, Mr. Gambit. I drove for four hours online for four hours, active hours, three hours and fifty minutes. So 10 minutes literally in between my ass on this car seat four hours 262 dollars later that's like 70 bucks an hour baby <laughs> boom boom right you show me the money i'm yours so there you go so i do drive you know i never i'm not stupid to say no to free money <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah. and uh yeah when they, when they're showing the money that's that's where we're at. So that's that's the exact same thing. Uber and Lyft were showing me the money, and uh, I'm definitely taking it up. So you know the, you know the group, you know the group A, group A that we did. I'm in the group A. Um, mm-hmm. I need cons- I need consistent re- <laughs> consistent <laughs> <Yeah>. reinforcement. <laughs> Consistently reinforce me. I will be yours. My, baby. <laughs> my time goes to the highest bidder. If there you, you want that shirt coming up, that shirt coming up. Good. That shit's coming up. There you go. Anyway, so let's do it. All right. Well, first off, let's, you know, one of the things that we want to talk about and remind everybody when it comes to safety and driving, you don't know who's getting in your car. You don't know what's going on. We always preach about getting a dash cam. If you don't have a dash cam yet, you really do need one. 
Uh, we do have a special promotion going on with Display Ride. One of the most amazing things about Display Ride is it's backed up to the cloud right away. So in the event, you know, something happens, God forbid, uh, and somebody tries reaching for that camera, grabbing it, and then tossing it or something like that. Too bad, so sad. It's already up in the cloud, so you're able to get it. Um, you can provide it to police. You can provide it to Uber or Lyft. Uh, it's very good in that aspect. So uh, it is great to have, and they are doing a special for all of you who are watching uh, with the Rideshare guy, uh, where if you put use code uh, RSG, you're going to get 20% off. Normally, it's $25 a month, and this is for your dash camera. This is for your cloud backup. This is for the server. This is for the entire service. So um, it's going to all that. And it will be $20 a month using code RSG instead of 25. So save a few bucks. And remember, this is a business expense. So make sure you save that because down the road, you'll be able to put that on your taxes and use that as an expense on top of it. So um, yeah. great camera. As you can see, this is uh, some of the perks and stuff on it. Um, you know, it just automatically documents audio and video for every ride. You get the instant on-demand proof. Uh, it's going to deter bad behavior or incidences, especially if they're going to see a dash camera in there. And this is another thing. Now dash cameras are coming out with this cloud light display ride. So those people who are going to think, oh, I'll just throw it out. They're not going to be happy when they figure that out. So that's nice. Um, it also is going to protect against false complaints and deactivations, and then also accident alert and notifications. Now there's a lot more to it. Uh, if you want to, to sign up or learn more about this, uh, head over, click the link in the description below. I think it's like the third link down or something like that. Uh, so you could check that out and uh, be protected today. Save yourself, cover your ass, and use code RSG to get 20% off. Another member, Norma. Uh, well, we know he's not Norma, but we're going to keep calling him Norma. Um, so a couple of things about this. Megan says, I'm on a waiting list to get one from them. I spoke to the CEO. They just got a thousand units, so you're going to get it. If it's after the April 15th, please email me. I will get in touch with Abdul, the CEO, and we'll honor the 20% the uh, off. So if you signed up with the RSG code. Um, yeah, I mean, I listen, man, all, all, you know, we don't wish anything bad happens to anybody, obviously. But all it has to do is happen once and your life will change, right? Mm -hmm. 20 bucks a month, you don't have an outlay up front, major outlay, like you go buy the camera for four or $500 or whatever. It's uploading to the cloud automatically. So, you know, I, I couldn't recommend it any, any stronger than anything else we have recommended because we usually don't recommend these things. But this is a must. In today's society, where every week we have another one this week, Every mm -hmm. show, we're putting up a driver got killed, driver got carjacked, driver got this. Driver, uh, seriously, 20 bucks for your life? I mean, I, I think it's a no-brainer, okay? Oh, so, absolutely. you know, please go sign up. But, absolutely. Um, yep. All right. Moving All right. on, we want to definitely give a special thanks to drivers who have gone above and beyond. Uh, you know, we... You know, a lot of the times, a lot of people are very negative when it comes to Uber, Lyft, when it comes to the gig economy, you know, rightfully so at times, because, you know, it sometimes it does feel like exploitation. Uh, sometimes you just get those pain in the ass customers or uh, uh, I'm sorry, customers or uh, riders that get in your car and just completely turn 
the other way when it comes to you know having a good day and then at the end of it you're just completely drained completely out of it and probably should go home and take the rest of the day off just to recoup uh, but there are times uh, when you know some passengers or people need it and so we came up with the show me the extra mile sunshine award uh, brought to you by show me the money club rideshare guy and also the sunshine man himself jeff from south carolina and uh so we are doing our first ever recipient uh and jeff is yep the inaugural and jeff is the person who got all the stories sergio basically got them from everybody who had uh sent one in and then jeff made the final decision when it came to who the person was that was our winner and uh, we want to say a special shout out to Nathaniel. Uh, so Nathaniel, if you're watching, uh, then let us know, uh, say something in the chat, but we want to say congratulations to you. And uh, if you want to read Jeff's little quote here yeah. to Nathaniel Perfect. on that. Certainly. So Nathaniel, my man, my brother on wheels, congrats. Well, I'm not even, I can't even put it to words. Beyond well-deserved, okay? And obviously, I'm going to do an article on this, and I'm going to have him on um, interview on a video for our channel. By the way, we're not ignoring any of the comments, people. Seriously, they're all flying. But uh, if you have any questions, please email me, sergio.com. If we don't answer it, we're not ignoring you. So Jeff, being the judge, jury, and executioner, our sunshine man, Jeff, from South Carolina, um, sent this note to, to Nathaniel. I don't know if you're driving Nathaniel or not, but uh, I'm sure you'll catch it. So I have been very fortunate in the last four and a half years to have had a number of special moments driving rideshare, and this is one of them. It is with great pleasure, along with the rideshare guy, to give out the first Extra Mile Sunshine Award and $100 to a very deserving driver. This is a monthly thing, people. Start sending him in. Today is the fourth. I haven't gotten one yet. What did you, what you did for an 80-year-old veteran was an inspiration to me and it will be for so many others who hear your story i printed your story and placed a copy in my car and when i have a difficult ride and need some sunshine i'm going to read it again and let you bright and let you brighten my day the winner of hundred dollar gift card nathaniel hudson Harmon from oregon nathaniel you're my man I I literally had tears when I read this story. So we're going to do you justice. We're going to, and we're going to do this with every monthly winner, by the way. I'm going to do an article on them for our blog newsletter that goes up to, I don't know, 100,000 people, 120,000 people. I don't know. And then I'm going to do an interview video, you know, have the winner explain what they did, how they paid it forward. You know, negativity goes so far. This is an amazing human being right here. And he did this good deed, by the way, as you guys can tell, on St. Patrick's Day. And there is his $2 lucky bill. And, and here are some more screenshots. So Nathaniel um, got a call. He drives an EV, by the way. So he also had to deal with EV anxiety. He drives uh, an EV. And he was doing some deliveries. He got this request. He goes and, uh, you know... He goes, and then he gets there, waits 10 minutes, a couple of nurses come out. He figured it's a convalescent home. 
Um, and uh, 10 minutes later, this gentleman on the picture on the right comes out with his walker, helps him in the car. Long story short, he does, he does the trip, 106 and a half miles, two hours and 49 minutes. And he got tipped and turned into $172.78. Pretty good hourly, but then he had to dead mile back. But none of that matters. None of that matters. This gentleman on the right had broken a hip. He was in a convalescent home to recuperate, but he wanted to go home. So the story, you know, takes a turn. He puts him in the car. He helps him with all his bags. He's going home. They start talking. They open up to each other, and it becomes this amazing, amazing story for two and a half hours. And Nathaniel couldn't be more gracious. He even took a break so the guy could have a smoke because he wanted to smoke. Um, respect to the veteran. Respect to Nathaniel. Man, I, I, I was like, do humans like this exist? Because all we hear is about negative, negative, negative. And sure enough, it does. And, you know, worthy winner. So 100 bucks coming your way. You know, we're going to put you on the channel. And we're also going to write the article on you. So congrats, Nathaniel from Oregon. Yep. And, you know, the, the Sergio didn't really get into the story of, of what had happened, but... Make sure no, I'm going to save that for the interview. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, make sure you watch the the interview because they're going to go over that entire story. Uh, yeah. Truly, truly awesome work when it came to what Nathaniel was doing uh, to help this person out, especially when it came to you know having the broken hip, not being able to walk right, and all that stuff. So uh, he definitely went above and beyond. Uh, but one thing I am going to share because you you did say with the EV part, uh, he had what was it? I think. Um, I think it was uh, 200 miles, 203 miles mile range to go. Yeah, uh, so it wasn't. It, w it was very uh, close when it came to it because it was going and then coming back. So, yeah. uh, it w luckily he he did make it back uh, with with just a little bit left. Uh, so he said it was it was kind of meant to happen that type of thing. So uh, you know, congratulations, Nathaniel, out there. Uh, doing the awesome work that you did um, and, so. and, and you know what i want to also plug our new um we did we put up two of them already which i which i i you know what those two episodes of behind the wheel series right i mean they have outperformed my expectations by like 10x i think right about <laughs> there <laughs> so jeff's was the first one you know forty thousand views or something crazy and then Kyle's was the second one, 42,000. It was like, look, in our in our universe, those are huge numbers, okay? So there's going to be one every Thursday coming up, right? Chris knows. We're going to release it. It's called Behind the Wheel. And, and you know, thank you again for that support, too, because, you know, these are all successful drivers in their own cities. And, and obviously, Nathaniel is going to be one of those, Behind the Wheel or whatever we can squeeze it. Or maybe we could just create another one, Chris, called the... <laughs> sunshine paid forward or sunshine man award whatever because everything we do you know is turning into gold we touch it and it works so hey sergio um, yeah, um, yeah and our next behind the wheel this thursday is uh somebody that we had on recently when it came oh, to yeah. our town hall uh yeah. and that was roxy the winter bird that sergio calls her uh she goes yeah, she travels and uh, is all over doing many different markets when it came to driving for Uber uh, and Lyft, I believe, as well, too. So yeah. uh, stay tuned for that because a uh, very interesting story there uh, yeah. when it came to her. So that's this Thursday yeah. uh, when it come, is going to come out. Oh, we Zoom. Oh, we Zoom. He's Hunter. here. 
Congrats. What's up? Congrats. We just talked about you, we Zoom. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. Um, and yes, right. we have, oh, we have more. We have more. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're out of we're still we still got more stuff. We got some some crazy stuff going. All right, so one of the big things that we have just mentioned was we just gave Nathaniel Nathaniel 100 bucks for going above and beyond. Well, you know, he he was sitting in the chair for a number of hours, as any Uber Lyft driver is going to be sitting in the chair for several hours. And let me tell you, if, if you're not taking a little bit of a break to at least stand up and walk around your car, you know, every hour or so, I know it could be busy. Well, if you're waiting for a passenger, you know, get up, stand up for a minute, uh, just stand right next to your car or something just to, to get your feet and the blood flow going. Uh, but for those who are sitting around, your butts are hurting, your backs are hurting, maybe your car seat isn't feeling the best. One, we have something that is really nice, and this is the Elmara car seat cushion. Uh, and this thing, both Sergio and I had received one uh, as a trial to test it out, see what we think about it. And let me tell you, for me personally, the seat is very nice. It's a great cushion, and it is... It, it just, it's got that memory foam in it, uh, so it's real nice. And it's just one of those things that it helps when it comes to long sits, uh, especially being a rideshare driver. Uh, so this right here, we have three seat cushions that we're going to give away. Uh, so if you're interested as well, you can check the link in the description below and check to see um, more about it if you want to purchase your own. Trust me, your back, your butt, it's definitely going to help you when you have something like this. Uh, but we are going to give three away. So basically, it's going to be one of those for the top rides given for Uber and Lyft for the week. Uh, make sure you send that over to Sergio. And the top rides uh, given in the week is going to be the winner. So if you do just Uber, if you do Uber and Lyft, or if you just do Lyft, doesn't matter. Whatever your ride counts are, we're looking for the most rides given in the week. And uh, yeah, the top three are going to win this and rightfully so, because these people you're sitting in the car and you are continuously getting out there. Um, so I'm sure your backs, your butts are hurting a little bit and could definitely benefit from something like this. Sergio, yeah. what do you think? No, I, you know, I couldn't say anything more. I mean, we had it for two weeks. We tested it. We sat on it. It's memory foam. So it takes the shape of your butt and your back. Number one um it, it really really relieves a lot of the pressure on your joints on your hips and on your lower back and i mean hey man it's free is this like a 90 dollar item this is a top seller on amazon okay so please i mean you know i don't know who's going to win it but i'm pretty sure we're going to have a bunch of candidates if you're a full-time driver or drive more than 20 30 well even i don't care how many hours you drive this is a must okay you guys please send me the um, your ride count. All I need is ride count. Either Uber, either or Lyft, or combined. Whoever has the most ride count, top three, gets it for free. You get it shipped from the manufacturer themselves, and you should have it within a week. and And it will definitely help you. So um, that's it. Yeah. We're well, going to announce the winners obviously on next week's show, uh, but we just want to announce that we love these uh, nice little product giveaways, especially when we're able to like give you firsthand and. Uh, uh, when it comes to the experience. So that's yeah. nice, uh, especially when, you know, like I say, for driving, you know, I'm seeing people who are 
40, 50, 60, 70 hours in the car sitting there. And, uh, you know, if, if you're charging your car, then it might be sitting in there longer if you're just kind of sitting there doing work or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something nice to have. Uh, and again, if you're interested in looking at more information on it, a link is going to be in the description below. Or if you want to pick one up there, um, if you don't feel like you're going to to win the giveaway. Uh, but either way, send your screenshots over to Sergio and yes. may win. Yep. All right. All right. And then going on, we want to tease an interview that is coming up. Uh, so Sergio, take the, take this it away. Is, uh, this is Stephanie Vigil, um, freshman house representative from Colorado. And previously, she was a DoorDash driver for three years. And the first order of business she took over was introduce a bill for transparency and gig worker rights in Colorado, such as, you know, um, all the uh, upfront um, fares not only displayed, but also to the to the passengers for rideshare or delivery customers, what Uber is charging them, obviously they know, but they never know what Uber is paying them or DoorDash is paying the driver until today. Well, no more. Transparency 100%. So now, because every time you guys don't get a tip, is because Uber ripped the passenger or Lyft ripped the passenger, and then they think you're swimming in cash because they got charged 50 bucks for 10 miles, right? Not knowing that you're only made 12 bucks on that trip. So now the passenger is going to know how much you're making up front as well. And you will know how much the passenger paid up front. So that's part of the bill. Second important part of the bill, no more unjust deactivations. You will have your rights within 72 hours to appeal. But after that, you will have a right to go in front of a um, tribunal. Basically, it's like a three uh, probably retired judge arbitration panel and put on your case. No more unjust deactivations. And she is the sponsor, one of the sponsors of the bill in Colorado. I had an interview with her on Sunday. It's going to run. Please stay tuned. I think she's going to she's doing great things. And this follows the trend of many other states, as we've spoken past few weeks from Minnesota to Illinois to, you know, Vega to to uh, Nevada. To obviously, we know Washington State has it. New York City has it. You know, uh, a lot of states are joining this battle. For gig worker rights, there was, a, by the way, huge, huge announcement in Europe today, which we're going to talk about next week. Um, so, look, there's a trend here. And I, personally speaking, if it's gig worker rights and, and transparency, I'm going to put everything I have behind these people. Okay? And when that interview comes up, there's going to be a link in the show notes. If you're in Colorado and watching us or listening to us, please go fill that out because they may call you for... Um, a witness when when and this is going to pass within the next uh, 120 days so all drivers please go support it because i spoke to her i read the bill i support it personally and um there you go so watch out for that interview as well oh yeah so that'll be coming out in the next few days uh when it comes down to it so stay tuned for that also one last announcement when it comes to what's going on on rsg uh tomorrow is the first episode of Money Hungry. So yes, that is going to be with Kim and Zach, our other Rideshare Guy contributors, uh, especially when it comes to food delivery and last mile delivery. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, if you are doing food delivery or last mile delivery, uh, you want to check out Money Hungry as well. 
That is going to be on Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So it's going to be a little bit later than this show uh, when it comes to it. But uh, yeah, check that out. It is the first episode with Kim and Zach tomorrow called Money Hungry. Okay, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com is my email address. Somebody asked Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. So <laughs> are you ready to, to uh, talk about the uh, Lyft CEO reaction uh, when it came to the interview that he gave? You bet. Um, All right. It was going to be very brutal, but then, uh, you know, there is a chance we get him on the show. So I I'm still not going to pull any punches there. You know, look, there's a new sheriff in town. The two of them are out. Two founders are out. Okay. Um, you know, they made it look like, you know, they were not pushed out or there was like, you know, they just wanted to hand the baton over to this guy. David Richer is his name, ex-Microsoft, ex-Amazon. Um, well, we got some news, which we're going to say after we listen to his interview and make some comments that maybe it wasn't that simple. So, um I, I, I want to give this guy a chance, seriously. Like, you know, any CEO, any new CEO should have probably a quarter under his belt to to straighten the ship up. And from what I've seen, and I also tweeted, by the way, hey, by the way, Dara, are you watching? The guy was already in the car doing trips in San Francisco. He did like a few trips or four or five trips. I don't think he had a $20 million security detail chasing his butt, right? Okay, so... <laughs> And the guy tweeted it and put the pictures up. And I'm like, hey, great. Come to the driver's you know, side a little bit. Let's see what we go through on a daily basis when we're picking up. And it was at night, by the way, Chris. So mm. all kudos to you, Mr. Risher. I, I And I already got a couple of emails from a couple of drivers who had problems with Lyft that they got solved. I'm like, all right. So let's give this guy a chance. 90 days. Let's see if he can do anything about it. You know, we're still not going to pull any punches, obviously. You know, the, the, <laughs> You know, yeah, it'll be that I disagree with what happens. Uh, but yeah, he, he's been kind of going making the rounds on interviews. And before we even get going, um, you know, we, we just want to extend the uh, open invitation, Mr. Risher, if you'd like to come on on Show Me the Money Club, talk to drivers uh, and kind of uh, have a driver centric uh, conversation and kind of go that, re that route and way. Uh, you know, you always have an open invitation to come on the show. Uh, hit up yep. Sergio at Sergio at the rideshareguide.com uh, and uh, we will get you scheduled on the show and uh, it'll be pretty interesting. So, yeah. all right. With that being said, let's go to the interview that was just done. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play some of the interview and then uh, we'll pause it, react to it, share your thoughts as well. Uh, we'd love to see what you got to say in the comments. And, uh, you know, if we're doing this uh, and this is not even for the live stream, throw it in the comments uh, and let us know your thoughts between all of this. So, so the battle for the rideshare market is as hot as ever. And Uber's big competitor has a new CEO leading the charge. We're joined by Lyft's incoming chief executive officer, David Risher, and our very own Brian Sozzi as well. A pleasure to have you on the show, David. So, I mean, investors are really going to be looking to see where you're taking the company next. What are going to be your top priorities when you take the helm in April? So great to see you, Rochelle. Great to see you, Brian. Listen, our top priority is getting a great experience to our customers. I mean, to a certain extent, it's a focus on the basics. Make sure we pick you up on time. Make sure when you open our app, we're priced in line with the other guys um, and get you where you want to go. 
And you know what? Rideshare is a big deal. It's really improved people's lives in so many ways. And um, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with your calling it. You know, the battle is back because we're, uh, we're we're ready to fight and uh, and and hopefully do pretty well. David Bryan here. Good to see you here. Congrats on this uh, this this appointment here. Now you've been on this on this lift board. So you are. All right. So yep. what do you think about that first uh, response there? When he came um, you know what? He, he looks like. Uh... He's ready to compete, right? I mean, the first thing he says, we're going to take care of our customers. Great. Okay, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, I look, I think they tried this with the old regime. I'm being brutally honest here. Okay. Yep, exactly. Miles BNB. You took the words out of my mouth. Look, Uber has a lot of levers to pull to compete. Uber is not afraid of this this comment here. Okay, if they want, if they're going to cut prices, I, I'm being brutally honest here to all the drivers who are watching and listening later. You know, uh, that's called lower base rates. I mean, you know, it's called, it's called less incentives. And and to me, you know, him mentioning the customer first, of course, he has to because that's the golden goose that lays the golden egg. Uh, but I'm not sure he can win that battle to be honest with you, competing with Uber, because Uber has so many pens on so many different fires like they did the last two quarters. You know, they got into a little bit of a, you know, battle over there and in top 20 cities, Lyft was higher priced than Uber pretty much on every city. Okay. So I get it. I understand it. You know, I'm not going to say much about it. Time will tell. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like price war, you know, is back on and, um, and nobody, you know, the only winner in a price war to me is the passenger. Um, I don't think that anybody wins, including the companies themselves. So. Yeah. So we got, we got quite a few good comments already saying, uh, price war and then cut the prices, but, uh, never accepted those reduced pay rides. Uh, so there's quite a few there, uh, what people are saying, at least on the first part. Um, so let's let's move on to the next uh, section. Familiar with the company, what has gotten Lyft to this point, and what do you need to course correct? You know, I think the thing is we got to focus. We have to really focus on rideshare and our customers and our drivers. In a way, it's very simple. The more passengers and riders you have, the more drivers want to drive. The more drivers want to drive, the faster your pickup time. So as long as we're doing a really good job on those basics, that's going to get you know us part of the way there. And then, of course, there are questions that I know you're going to want to ask about where we're going to go in the future. I probably won't be able to say too much about that just yet, but we've got uh, a lot of big plans already brewing. And I know you said. All right. Okay. So there's the next response. Um, yeah. I mean, look, um, I've already read what some of the plans are. I mean, if I may break that. Um, they're looking to get rid of um, shared rides, okay? And I think it'll be welcomed for every goddamn driver that's out there. Um, and they're looking to enhance on their wait and save mode because they said it kind of overlaps. Why do we need both? I agree. Look, you know, this is this old comment that all rideshare started with. You know, they will keep they cut the fares and every time Uber cut the fares, Lyft matched it. But besides that, what Uber used to say is that the busier you are, the more you will make. Well, then that's not necessarily so, because at a lower fare, I have to drive more hours to make the same amount of money I was making the month before. So, uh -huh. you know, I do get it. I do get his point. Right. Um, I mean, to me, nothing is. Look, this is a simple, simple business, Mr. Risher. I mean, from me to you. <laughs> It's pick up a point A, drop off a point B, and to the next one. 
Um, the only lever you can pull at the moment is going to be just on the pricing side of your algorithms and, and how much you're willing to take a punch at Uber. And, and I'm hoping the driver doesn't get hurt, but when these two companies get in a race to zero, um, driver does get hurt quite often. So I get it. I get his point. You know, he's like back to basics kind of a thing, but I never thought they got out of the basics, Chris. They never got into delivery. They never got no. into shopping. They never got into anything. So I'm not sure what the other two guys were doing wrong when it came to basics. So uh, we'll see. You know, time will tell. Again, I was going to say more about, you know, this interview, but um, with the hope that we get him on the show, number one. Number two, you know, everybody needs a chance, right? Let's give the guy a quarter. Let's see what he can do. And hopefully he will do good things. Well, I think the biggest thing and, you know, Lyft, if you're watching or even David, if you're watching, uh, one of the things that I would recommend as the show of the title or I'm sorry, as the title of the show, show me the money. That means you want us on the platform. You got to show the money. So, you know, maybe you go on a bidding war to try to offer that olive branch to drivers to be on your platform over Uber, because I'm going to say. For me, my my time goes to the highest bidder. And Sergio, your time goes to the highest bidder. Uh, right. People in the chat, if you want to say whether that's true or not, does your time go to the highest bidder? Let us know. Uh, but either way, yes. Show me the money and I'll drive for you. Yep. Which they did this week. They showed me the money. They gave me mm -hmm. 16 trips. They gave me 16 trips for 260 guarantee. I'm going to do right. it. I'm going to knock it out tonight and tomorrow morning. I'll be done with it. And, you know, do all my shorties with the lifts. Wonderful, amazing. Please don't take that away, Mr. Richard. Okay? Please. Okay? The the area filter? I mean, come on, bro. That's like the brilliant, the most brilliant thing you guys oh, yeah. have ever done. Okay, please. Yep. So Let's I'll, I'll mess around and take their money. And, you know, uh, then <laughs> thanks for the weekend one. I'm sure there's going to be one on the weekend as well. So I'll take the money there. Look, you know, this guy's saying we pick up fast. Passenger, pay attention. You know, the first two questions. Driver has not been mentioned yet. So let's see what the, what the next one brings. No, well, they did. He did say driver when it came to, you know, if there's more customers, then more drivers are happy because that means that they're able to get rides, which in yeah. turn lowers the, the, the wait time. Obviously, it is customer centric on those two. But he did mention the driver being more drivers you have, the, the shorter the pickup time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. again, customer centric, though. You know, now is going to be that time for that battle. We know you don't want to really compete with Uber and its existing services. So what would the plan be if you're not going to compete in those same spaces? Well, I mean, look at what Uber's doing. So Uber has decided, I think their business model depends on uh, being able to deliver, you know, pizzas and, you know, tuna sandwiches and packages and all kinds of other things. The problem that I see with that is as a rider, I'm just not that excited about getting in the car with, with the tuna sandwich. And as a driver, the idea of double parking, you know, outside the restaurant and getting a ticket, and then it's just a different thing and not getting paid as much, by the way, as you do for rideshare. So I think to a certain extent, you know, this is still a very young market. You know, we're still talking about fractions of people and, and by the way, fractions of activity because of COVID. And I think over time, as more people get out, as more people come back together, there's a lot of room for both of us. And I think if we stay focused on rideshare, uh, we're going to do really well. Uh, David. All right. So I don't know what to say to that. Only. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean, seriously. Um, okay, look, he said, you know, 
One thing that, that is abundantly clear over the last two quarters, they're losing market share to Uber is because of pricing for nothing else. And is also because called something called network effect, right? Or power of the platform that Dara sells every quarterly earnings call. Look, as an Uber driver, Lyft driver, DoorDash, all these people, okay? And um, I have tons of apps on my phone, okay? But that's that's what we suggest anyway. That's not the point. The point is, when he says, I don't want to put a, drive, a passenger in the car with a pizza or a tuna fish sandwich, sir, that's not factual, okay? I'm not going to have pizza in my backseat and accept a rideshare trip and do it because the app won't let me anyway. So maybe a little bit more caution there. The reason Uber is where it's at and you guys where you're at as far as the stock price is concerned because Uber pivoted correctly and got into food delivery and delivery of everything and anything, you know, during the pandemic, which they had the money to do. You guys probably didn't have the money to do and you didn't get in there. But the analogy, I think, to me is kind of silly that that passengers don't want to get in a car with a pizza or a tuna sandwich. I mean, come on now, right? Um, you know, I, I think I, I'm again. I'm just going to let it a little slide here because I think what you're saying is that, like, as a as an Uber driver, an Uber Eats delivery person, I can basically do three hours of rideshare in the morning, do lunch rush on Uber Eats or DoorDash, get back on rideshare in the afternoon rush hour, and then do dinner rush on the weekends or during the week um, for Uber Eats and DoorDash again. Did you just see that I did not mention Lyft one time? Because that's the power of the platform, sir. Um, I don't have to have Lyft, honestly, because you have a worthy competitor. Now, if you're going to pay me more than Uber, I will certainly pay attention to it, okay? But I think the point, Chris, that he makes is that rideshare passengers don't want to be in a car with the tuna sandwich is kind of silly, so... <laughs> well, I mean, if they were going to do, I mean, is is this him saying that Uber is going to start doing shared rides between a passenger and a food delivery? No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> no, I know it's not. But here's the thing: the other the other side of the coin is how many drivers are multi apping, which means yeah, they are going from food delivery to ride share. You know, that just kind of seems like you're out of touch there because. Uh, yeah. You can go on any platform. So if you want to do Lyft and DoorDash, if you want to do Uber Eats, Lyft, DoorDash, and Uber, you can. There's nothing stopping you there. So maybe a lot of drivers are already in the food delivery space and are. not doing just rideshare alone. So that's something that you kind of got to figure. But the other thing is, do you see Lyft or any rideshare company, for that matter, actually being profitable at a one trick pony or do you have to continue to look at new avenues to bring in more income what do you yeah, think i mean I, I definitely think you need more avenues but i don't think they have the funding to get into the game now i think they're late to the delivery game uh which mm -hmm. uber correctly did um look the, the the problem with all of this is when you're a one trick pony you have to do that really really well and you have a gigantic competitor against you right and and whatever you do, Uber will be able to match or, you know, go lower than you because they have so many levers to pull. You know, they can play with the take rates all they want. They can, until they put the dagger in your heart, they can do it. So what I think, yeah, that's a good point, Tony. Um, what I think this guy has to do, okay, you know, is is think of some other vertical that could be immediately positive to the bottom line and 
there isn't much that that they can do other than maybe maybe you know a deal with amazon maybe packages if not pizzas or tuna sandwiches maybe packages i don't know but mm. by just doing ride share only and continuing with the same message as the other two exist ex exiting founders did i don't know if it's going to work but again you know i want to give him the benefit of the doubt i'm sure they have things in plan otherwise this change wouldn't have happened and you know we'll see time will tell um but i think being a one-trick pony is not going to work out yeah and then the other thing do you see any expansion happening from this or that's do you one see thing that's one thing that i think they could do because it's you know expand obviously because they're in canada and the u.s only and yep. uber is global so you know again the global competition look uber tried to compete in russia they got kicked out Uber tried to compete in china they got kicked out Uber tried to compete in india and the biggest you know most populated markets in the world they have competitors there local competitors it is not an easy game to play globally and they need cash they need a lot of money and mm -hmm. they're they're not in a cash rich position at the moment so i'm not sure i think i think one thing i have to give mr risher is this is there is a lot to fix at lyft okay yep. and you know put your house in order first and then maybe go for expansion because I think they missed the boat on that, Chris. They missed the boat on yeah. deliveries. They now, missed the boat on. Now the last question: If driver, I mean, really, the only way to to fix that that ship right now is probably having layoffs coming, yep. um, because you got to tighten you got to tighten the purse strings. Yep. That means you don't pay two hundred two hundred thousand dollars for balloons like yep. Uber did. You don't go out and get a pizza party every single day uh, week yep. like yep. Uber did. You got. Uh, you don't have thirty six thousand employees like Uber does, uh, yeah. which we're going to be talking about all that stuff in a little bit yeah. uh, when it comes to salaries and and all that. So well, there is a question. There is a question they asked him. You know, I think his fourth or fifth question about that. That you know, mm -hmm. there are more cuts coming, and he kind of hinted. Then we'll see. You know, the answer, and then we'll just follow up with that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing I think that would, especially if you're going to try to go into a price war. You know, you got to kind of trim the fat around. And uh, you know, try to operate as as lean and efficient as you can in yeah. order to to you know hit the next level, to yeah. say, and then hopefully hopefully that will not hurt drivers' pockets. Yeah. And one uh, last thing on this question. One last thing on this question that he answered was that you know pandemic is over, markets are just opening. No, sir, that's not true. You, you, actually, Uber, other than the West Coast, has equaled or surpassed every matrix when it comes to pre-pandemic levels. The West Coast mm -hmm. is dragging. And guess what? Lyft's largest market is the West Coast. Okay. So California, obviously. So, you know, you're losing market share. Why? Why are you losing market share? It's because look, you know, it's price agnostic. I mean, you know, passengers are not stupid. They're going to price trips on both apps. There's no loyalty in this game, honestly. You know, and and they're yeah. gonna go with the, whoever picks them up fastest and whatever the, whoever gets them their cheapest. So obviously, you know, they, you know. On the flip side, though, Uber also became the household name. They're the Kleenex in yeah. rideshare. Yeah. So you know, you, you don't think of facial tissues. You think most of the time you think Kleenex. Yeah. That's a name brand. Yeah. Uh, same thing with uh, Jacuzzi. You know, they're the name brands that you yeah. think of. So Uber became that. You know, that's what you see in TV shows. That's what you see in movies. They say Uber. Very rarely do you see Lyft. Uh, so I think that's something if you want to position yourself. So people need that brand recognition, especially those who may not have used the services yet. 
if there's somebody who hasn't used a service, maybe they're older, maybe they just have their own car, they don't need the, the service for whatever reason. Yeah. When they're going to think of a ride share or something to use, they're going to sit down and say, oh, well, I know Uber, so let's let's download the Uber app. So again, yeah. well, Uber. You know how many times, you know how many times I've had a Lyft passenger in the car and they'd be on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And they would be talking they and go, they, they will say, I'm in an Uber. I'm like, no, yep. you're on a uh-huh. Lyft. Like, you, know, you know how many, I mean, that goes to show. Oh, hold on, hold on. Nathaniel is here. Our brother on wheels, the winner of Show Me the Money, Paid Forward, Sunshine Man Award, and to Nathaniel. There you go, my man. We announced you're winning already. So, you know, so there you go. Yep. Congrats. But yeah, I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. yeah. So next, right, I mean, you know, I, I, I wish him the best, but we have a couple more questions. Let's just go through those real quick. And then your first 90 days in, how will you immerse yourself in the business? Are you going to be, we've talked to John Zimmer a lot uh, in, in recent years. He, he's been driving these cars. I mean, he, he makes, uh, he says, look, I'm out there driving these cars. I'm, I'm connected with drivers. Do you, do you plan to do the same and, and have you done the same? Yeah, I haven't yet. Uh, I did get my car inspected this past weekend. <laughs> Good news, it passed. And I also passed the background check. So, you know, I'm well on my way. Um, but look, that's one of the great things about John is he's been so passionate about making sure he really kind of understands the details of the business. I'll be doing that. I'll be, of course, meeting with employees, as you do, been talking a lot to investors uh, and to the press to make sure people understand that Lyft is back and the customers uh, have a real choice right now. Hold on. Bef- before, I want to know, where are you talking to drivers in that? Yeah, I know. You're talking to, you're talking to shareholders, you're talking to employees, but the ones who are bringing you the money where are you talking to? So well, again, there's, there's, I want obviously I watch you this. on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know, it seems like the same thing. You know, same yep. shit, different day, kind of a commercial. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so let me, let me finish this. Let me finish this segment, and yeah. then we'll go. I just, I just uh, you know, that just came to mind when I said yeah, that. I mean, um, yeah. You know, you got to. If you want to talk to all, you got to talk to your drivers who are the driving force behind your passengers getting from pickup to drop off. If yep. they're not there, you got no business. So, and you know, and and I almost hate to bring this up proactively, but I'll do it. Look, efficiency is also in the air, and so we've got to focus on doing the absolute most important thing so that our drivers and our um, our riders uh, get the best possible experience at a, at a price that's in line with with what the competition uh, well, offers. On efficiencies, Dave. Yeah. So, right. so first of all, kudos to Mr. Vischer. Um, he tweeted, he got approved and he was out this weekend. He did a few trips, took some pictures. Um, you know, I actually tweeted him back saying that, you know, now show us your numbers and then I'll really will applaud you. How many trips did you do? Let's see if you hit the 35 per active hour. <laughs> and, and then obviously no response but i also invited them to the show mr Risher, you're more than welcome show up anytime you want um the question here is again as you correctly stated chris no mention of the driver yet you know at, just at the end maybe efficiency you know that kind of a thing look mr Risher, this is one thing that you can really really do okay respect the driver help the driver because dri- there are loyal drivers to only lift believe it or not chris they're not multi-apping they're just driving mm-hmm. for lift, and they have been driving yep. for lift. and to me you know this 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 cutbacks that you guys had that you want to this in-app support only if you can just fix that first that would be like drivers will love you for it okay because all we're doing is chasing our tail mr Richard. but besides the point 
the the most important thing that that I'm hearing here is efficiency, competition, you know, pricing, and 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 you know, Lyft is back. Well, where had Lyft gone? Lyft had not gone anywhere. You just you know, just you're doing your ride share trips and you're you're up to 20 million, uh, 400,000 from what I saw there, uh, monthly active users, which is about 2 million less than the pre-pandemic level. So while Uber is hitting all those marks and actually getting to new higher marks at 132 million monthly active users, you're kind of stagnating right around 20. So, you know, maybe he has a point, Chris, maybe he has a point saying that customer first and get that market share that they lost back. But again, you know, it's a commodity business, right? How mm-hmm. much can you cut without jeopardizing your top line and bottom line, right? I mean, yeah. those are, there's, well, a, and, and, you know. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, they definitely need to focus on the customer because yeah. they're, they're ordering. And they, if they're not ordering, if they're going to another platform like Uber, um, or if there's like a local one or something within that particular market, um, you know, they're going to be up shit's creek without a paddle because yeah they, they need the, they need the the riders to be able to do that they need the drivers to be able to drive them so you know yeah. it's this this fine line that they got to walk the yeah. only thing i hope that you don't do mr Risher, is don't give me emails that says it's the year of change and then give all these lists of things that you're going to change like uber did when dk came in uh <laughs> do you remember that right yeah Oh yeah. man! I mean, you know, I, I think I think we got to give this guy the benefit of the doubt for about <laughs> one quarter, maybe, and then see where it goes. Yeah, I, I am. Oh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, he seems like a pleasant I'm person. With you on yeah. Giving him a chance. I mean, yeah. as long as things get ironed out, as long as things seem to to get pick up. The one thing, the one thing, though, Mister Risher, if you're watching, you need to to look into this immediately. And this is the lift reroute uh, yes, when. Sir. When when I accept a ride, it's based on what I think is going to be right, meaning, and especially with upfront pay at this point, yeah. I know the pickup, the drop-off, I know the distance, I know how much I'm getting paid. I do not want to accept a ride, and then I'm on my way to pick that person up, a couple yeah. minutes away, whatever it might be, and then all of a sudden I get this notification that says, oh, you've been rerouted. Yeah. I don't like that, I don't want that, and every single time I go in the app, and I cancel it because I don't want to be rerouted. I don't know. I didn't accept that. And that pisses me the hell off. It's pissed me off since the moment I started Lyft and it continued on. So my threshold on accepting rides from Lyft, it's got to be four minutes or less away. That's it. With Uber, it could be 10, 12 minutes, depending on the particular ride. So yeah. these types of things, please put into effect and change immediately. Yeah. Switcheroo, yeah, that switcheroo is a killer, man. You know, I, I'm oh. like, I mean, I, I'm actually now, I've gotten a couple of emails, which I was going to talk about it, but um, they're saying that, you know, we recommended for everybody to no more new requests when you, you know, when you pick up, pick somebody up. So when you're going in a hmm. surge zone, you don't kill this or all the good stuff. A lot of people are doing it. They're saying Lyft is overriding that now. You can take a passenger, say no new requests on the way to pick up, and they're still switching you on. And I'm going like, how is that possible? Wow. Oh. That's crazy, uh, you know. So yeah. I'm gonna have to, th- yeah, I'm gonna have to test that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I haven't it. turned Lyft on because Uber's been showing me the money. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I mean, Lyft did show me the money now. So uh, I'm gonna test that out and see yeah, too, and yeah. we'll report back. But yeah, yeah. that. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we, you know, yeah. I mean, look, man, there is there is a lot to do for this guy. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt and 
You yeah. can come and talk to tens of thousands of drivers all at once, Mr. Richard. So invitation right. open anytime. There we go. Yeah, let's move on. David, now Lyft has been very aggressive in cutting expenses. Do you see more opportunities to do that? And then secondarily, uh, some data out this morning by uh, on the sell side saying some trends in your business have started to stabilize towards the end of the quarter. Anything you can share there? Can't really share there. You know, I think you uh, kind of understand why. But I will say that for the last 15 years, I've been running 14 years. I've been running an organization that has to solve big problems. In this case, around literacy at, you know, for world reader, but with very very small budgets. And so I'm very very comfortable with the idea that um, you know honestly, there, sometimes you can sort of get twice the team, uh, you know, without twice the people. So we're doing a lot of work there to try to figure out how to how to get our costs um, as as good as they can be. And I know. Mm, I'd be, if I was employed at Lyft, I wouldn't like that comment. Let me tell you that. <laughs> well, you know, here, here's the thing. Anytime you're going to have some sort of change, you're going to have, uh, you know, people laid off. You're going to have, uh, you know, efficiencies looked at and figured out how to streamline certain aspects of things. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's layoffs coming. How much, though? I don't know. Um, do you know the current employee count there? Yeah, 4,700, 4,800. Okay. How many, I, I'm wondering how many are actually needed in in order to have the that company. We will find work. out, but you know the last cutback was uh, about 700, right? Yeah. Um, and it was all the hubs and green light hubs and 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 what do you call that uh, driver support centers, whatever they were, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they switch from uh, only platinum drivers have phone support. Everybody else is on in-app support, which you know it's maddening, like maddening, crazy. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, look, man, I, you know, we're going to talk about that. Actually, I'm going to talk about quite a bit when we talk about Uber's salaries, exec salaries and company numbers. Um, you know, for such a simple business as picking up point A, dropping off point B, and this is just right here, by the way. I don't know why you guys need 4,700, 4,800 employees, to be honest with you. And um, <laughs> so, but, you know, that's I my think the biggest thing is you should have a team that is testing out certain aspects, and that is it. Not having like multiple tests, um, like what, what was his name um, from Para, who we had on, and he worked at David. Uber, and he's saying, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, David. David. yeah. We, 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 when they were running multiple tests uh, and different things, it's like no, you have one team that's doing different tests and things like that just to, to, to figure it out in app. The rest you have working on your app, uh, and then you know uh, any other clerical side of things, um, and then you know cut the HR department. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, look again, again and again, you know, again, it's one trick pony. Time will tell what's going to change, what's not going to change. And hopefully drivers will benefit. And we're, we're all for that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. But if I was a true Lyft coder or an employee and I wasn't doing my job, um, I'd be careful now. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to pick up the slack just a little bit. And if you are expendable, uh, make yourself non-expendable in order to, you know, yeah. maybe survive that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You do a lot of focus on the customer experience. And during the pandemic, you had a lot of people working from home. At this point, still expecting some sort of long-term hybrid work experience. How will you then grow the company from here if that is going to be the longer-term trend? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, of course, there are going to be hybrid work environments. There's no question that's the new reality. But I would say, if anything, I'm feeling a bigger push to say, you know what, let's get people back out of the house and, and back to work. 
And that's not just sort of a philosophical thing. It's a practical thing. Decisions can be made faster. Mentoring happens more. At a time where consumers are under so much financial pressure, companies like us have to work really hard to make sure we're providing the best value. And frankly, a lot of the time that happens with people together in front of a whiteboard. So, you know, I sort of think, you know, it's a mistake to think that we're going to be closer in the future. Uh, and, and not that you said that, but but I actually think over time, more and more people will want to get out and back together. That's where the magic happens. Oh, <laughs> you know, again, uh, no more, uh, not one driver uh, response there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're at the end of the interview almost and not one thing, you yep. know, but hey, did you have anything on that particular? No, I mean, it's more of the same, you know, it's like a redundant okay. question that she asked. And, and, and because look, these, these, these journalists, they don't know, they don't know seriously what's going on. They just have scripted hmm. stuff that's going back and forth and, you know, nothing relevant really. Um, Give him a few softballs and have him hit it out of the park. Okay, fine. You know, as you know, these things are mostly scripted. Um, again, sir, with all due respect, how's Uber at or above pre-pandemic customer levels in every single city, important city or state except the West Coast, which just about they're catching up this quarter, and you are 10% behind that. The pandemic has been over, I guess, for Uber, but not over for you guys. I don't know what else to tell you, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. I, Especially I mean, I don't want to be tough on this, man. It was just like, I don't know. No, I know. I think it's just the frustrations of, of Lyft and what they've been uh, and the decisions that they've kind of gone through over the last several years that led them to this particular point. So, you know, I, I, again, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, too. Uh, I hope Lyft continues on. I hope they don't get, uh, you know, transferred. I don't hope not merged, not sold, nothing like that. Um, you know, well, we need to ride sharing platforms in order to keep things uh, at least at a level playing field. Yeah, uh, we definitely need yeah. better, but yeah, we don't need a monopoly for sure because then God helps drivers. If Uber becomes a monopoly, Lyft disappears. God help drivers. If you mm -hmm. guys are complaining now, then you're going to figure out the evil algos <laughs> if Uber becomes oh. a monopoly. Oh. Sure. To drive that magic, you need drivers, David. Do you have that access to the labor pool that you need? We do. We do. It's driver supply is always an issue. The truth of the matter is, if you pay well, and we for sure have to focus on that, drivers tend to come. Um, you know, it's interesting. I had a great ride with a driver in Atlanta, and he said, what I love about driving for Lyft is I'm never going to go broke. I'm never going to go broke. I just have to drive. And same with the guy here in San Francisco, Luis. Great, great guy. He said, look, in construction, I made 600 bucks a week. And that was the top. I couldn't go above that. There just wasn't more work than that uh, at, 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 my, uh, at my level. But I can drive as much as I want. And then in two weeks, I have the control to be able to go to a bachelor party. So I think for drivers, actually, you know, there's a lot of upside for them still. Ah, oh, first one with drivers, huh? Last question. Yeah, that was it. So um, there's know. one more. Yeah, okay. So so he goes, um, if you pay drivers well, they will come. Yes. Except that the macro economy is helping you anyway. So honestly, I don't think you're going to need to put out too many incentives for drivers to show up. Um, well, you can do, sir. Honestly, you know, first of all, get rid of that minimum fare of $2.62. We're in 2023 with 10% inflation running, especially for a city like Los Angeles. That's, a, that's like an insult, really. If you want to help the drivers, let's get that moving up a little bit, number one. Number two, um, supply is going to be there as long as the economy is slowing down and a lot of people's W-2s are not enough and they need to you know, make a couple hundred bucks extra a week and that's how they're going to do. 
They're going to get into Uber, Lyft platform or DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever. They're going to try to make the money any way they can. And as far as, you know, um, him saying, <laughs> see, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it, screw it. Um, okay, I don't want to blow my chance with you, Mr. Rushier, but I'm going to say this. You said, I'm never going to go broke. Now, if I sent you emails of people going broke right and left because they were doing right share without knowing their costs, you would be amazed. So maybe you should hire us, you know, to educate the driver community on cost per miles and things like that. The first driver, he said, you know, I will never go broke. I'm like, uh, no, actually, people do go broke because they don't know what the heck is going on out there. And you're not helping him to teach him how to do this as a business. And the second driver was like, you know, he was in construction. He could only make 600 bucks a week, but now he can drive and go to a bachelor party. I get it. I get it. You know, I understand. You always tell everybody, pick up every chip. You know, you make more money that way. We disagree here, obviously. You know, we decline here and then we know our worth. But um, I think I think that was a little bit of silliness, too. Just like his tuna, fish, and dry passenger comment. So I was like, people do go broke, Mr. Richard, because people don't know their costs. And they buy these cars or they're in the Hertz rental program. Brutal, brutal rates in those areas. So let's just call it the way it is, right? Rideshare is not what it used to be. Again, a good friend from, you know, Norma in, in Florida always says, you know, circle of control, circle of uh, influence. And your circle of control is to figure out your own cost and run this as a small business as we've done for months now, okay, people? And if it's not a feasible situation financially, don't do rideshare. I'm, as a rideshare channel, we're saying don't do rideshare. What else? I mean, this, this is as straight as I can call it. So, you know, anyway, but uh, again, and so how, how do you plan on perhaps streamlining some of these costs while also improving pricing power, not just for the drivers, but also for the customers as well? Yeah, that's my that's my challenge, you know, and but I'm up for that. Right. And I think, you know, people think in trade off sometimes, but I think this is one where you don't get to choose. You both have to be price competitive. You have to be priced in line with where your, your um, the other guys are. And you got to deliver a great service. And that's just, I mean, like so many businesses, you know, you just have to figure that out. And we're very focused on making a profitable company long term. So that's uh, that's that's my challenge. David, what do you think the, the end game is, is here for Lyft? Is, is it part of another brand, another company, another tech player? You know, I mean, look, we always look at options like that and people approach us from time to time. But right now, our focus is on creating such a great service that in whatever configuration we're going to be relevant, you know, valuable, uh, you know, either as a standalone company or, or, or something else. Look, remember, too, you guys just ran a segment on electric vehicles, which, of course, leads to autonomous. As autonomous vehicles happen and you start to see, you know, interesting experiences within rideshare where maybe it's not a driver in the front seat, but a barista, all sorts of fun things can happen or a karaoke bar. I don't know. But the, if you sort of look way, way out, um, rideshare networks like this, like ours, are going to be really, really valuable. Certainly a long, a long play there indeed, but we're excited to. All right. So that's yeah. the end of that. <laughs> Whoa, that, that was a lot to unpack there. There was there were a couple of things. First was the, uh, uh, will they be, you know, the standalone company or will they be something else? Then the EV brings the autonomous and then something about a barista or a karaoke bar uh, and the real fun begins. Um, whoa. Yeah, well, you know what? You said it best. So I'm just, all I heard there is, you know, wishes and dreams. Let's punt, you know. What do you call that? Hail Mary? <laughs> like, um, if that's your plan, is sir, I don't think it's gonna work. Um, the only thing that that he said there, that's kind of a hint. He goes, "We get, we have been approached multiple times before, and we get approached from time to time, 
that's your hint mm -hmm. that there are people who may be interested at a certain price and i don't know how much lower they could be for them to be really interested in it to take a bite um yeah i mean overall okay what would you rate this interview chris um you know um what, what what's what grade like we, we rated harry a b minus after the last Derek or interview what what do you rate? Uh, what what are we rating on his responses or the questions? Yeah, no, just him, just the CEO, just the CEO. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a C plus. We're we're exactly on the same page on that one. Yeah, and yep. and I, I it's not because he didn't say anything about the driver, and I you know I mean for a veteran like me and you. Nothing new. Oh, Norma. Oh, Norma. Wow, thanks for the super chat. You guys on the bus, CTV. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. we're going to, you know, his interview is coming up too, right? I don't know which week it is. Um, but his I don't know, but you know what? I think David needs to talk to Elon because Elon went into Twitter and just cleaned the house. Uh, so let's see what happens there. You know, he's getting uh, rid of the check mark too for eight bucks. If you don't pay eight bucks, he's getting rid of the blue check mark. You should see all the LeBron is complaining. He goes, I'm not going to pay eight bucks. I'm like, really, LeBron? <laughs> if you're complaining, then what am I supposed to do? But thank you, thank you. Well, you know what? I think we're going to call this guy his name now. Obviously, he's not uh, normal. His picture's on there. His name is Jeff. Another Jeff. Uh, another amazing Jeff. There we go, Jeff. Thank God. After three months, I can call your name now instead of calling you Norma. So <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, the, my, my thing with this, C+, nothing new here for a veteran has been involved in the gig world for seven years now. I hope it works. We give you a chance. But, you know, there is a lot to fix. Look, man, your plate is full, but anytime you want to show up and chit-chat with our drivers, open invitation, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we'd love for you to... I mean, I think I think we're, we're scorned with the last several years of, of Uber and Lyft. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a one-way relationship when it comes to it. And uh, I think a lot of drivers in that are scorned, so... Uh, when we see something like this, we're probably already on the defense. Uh, so, you know, we will give you the benefit of the doubt uh, when it comes to it. Whether it's a quarter, two quarters, something needs to to change. And, you know, there's got to be some some imbalance uh, brought forth, a little shakeup in the uh, in, in the system there, uh, at least when it comes down to it, not only on the driver's side, but as Lyft as a company when it comes to brand recognition, things like that. If you want to be a viable company, uh, going forward and not somebody who is just getting it ready to be piecemealed so uh that's what we're gonna say at least on my end there um so yeah yep so that's it all right uh beyond that uh let's talk about the next topic and that um, is what what yeah okay but, but people we're not ignoring your comments but they're flying and i can uh, read them all and focus on what i'm about to say please email me sergio at the rideshareguy.com individual questions okay but i'm not trying to ignore you but we're trying to get going here so sergio at the rideshareguy.com yep right. yeah we got a packed show um you know we'll, tr we'll try to get to questions if we can but yeah if there's anything after the fact uh definitely email sergio he, he will get back to you on yeah. anything there uh uh, we just want to make sure we can get ever to everything uh yeah. before we get going you said you, it sounded like you had to say something beyond no no that's just let's just move on to the real deal now and and you know what um just a little teaser we're doing the uber salaries right next no no no, no? We're, we're still continuing with lyft 
Oh, yeah. Let's just, let's, just hit it back. let's just hit that real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so John, been... John Zimmer and uh, uh, Logan Green are the, uh, the current president and CEO of Lyft uh, stepping down. Uh, you know, a lot of this, you would mention this to me the other day uh, when it came to what we're about to show, um, yeah. which to me, it, it seemed that way. Uh, where it seemed like they were being pushed out, uh, whether it was something from, you know, the shareholders, the board, um, but it actually seems like it may have been partly to do with employee dissatisfaction on their end of things on running the company. So it might have been that the employees had yeah. a little bit to do with it when coming to uh, both Logan Green and John Zimmer stepping down as CEO and president and now Risher taking over. Yep. Um, um, you know, we're going to hit this like in 30 seconds, minute. So my good friend, Pretty Karana at Wall Street Journal, amazing, 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 amazing journalist, really. I trust her with every word she says, and she doesn't put any fluff out there. She calls it the way she sees it. She's not really too friendly to Uber and Lyft either, but, and actually she has a massive article coming out where I'm in it and quoted me extensively. So thank you, Pretty I appreciate it. Um, they figured out, they said, you know, there was a revolt going on actually in within the company on every hands-on meeting that these two uh, founders put on. And, uh, you know, when they exited, they made it look like, oh, we're just going to pass on the baton now, you know, and I was like, I never bought it. You know, if you're running it that way, why do you need a new guy? But I think the pressure from within the morale of the company, the existing employees, obviously the performance probably is taking a hit. And uh, unequivocally, it says right here, an share company has struggled with competition from Uber. Some people within the company had been questioning the leadership of its co-founders, Chief Executive Logan Green and President John Zimmer, for months now. Some investors and stock analysts also had urged change. Yeah, I mean, look, we've been saying that too on Show Me the Money. And uh, obviously, there was a lot of pressure from within. Look, whatever it is, Chris, there's a new sheriff in town. Let's trust a new sheriff for a couple of months, a quarter, maybe two, because I don't know if they have enough cash to do, to do that. But let's just allow this guy to have some success and clean house some more and cut costs some more. Look, if his ultimate goal is to sell the company, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's not going to, the first day he shows up at the job, say, oh, my job is to clean it up and sell the company. Of course, he's not oh, going to no, otherwise, otherwise, you'll just uh, see it going otherwise, like this. Otherwise, <laughs> by, you know, all the employees will take off, right? So to me, it's like, hey, Let's give this guy a break. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely going to be interesting, though, to see how things do shake up over the next uh, couple of months. Uh, yeah. But either way, uh, yeah, it could have been some some dissatisfaction with the employees. Uh, obviously, there was a, a little thing at the the bottom of that article on the one screenshot that said um, some shareholders were also kind of urging that as well. And this is basically because you look at the last uh, earnings call, you saw two completely different. Uh, calls when it came to Uber and Lyft. Uber was positive. It was looking like it was going to be in a profitable situation soon. Things were rebounding. Things were growing. Things were beyond what they expected. Yeah. Lyft was trying to make up some excuses on things. And yeah. you could clearly see the divide between the two. Uh, so I think that played a lot into uh, this whole thing of what's going on in, yeah. in their current situation there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, good luck. we'll see what good happens. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Yep. Now let's uh, let's switch over to Uber because uh, we talked about Lyft enough. So let's talk about yeah. Uber. 
why can't they turn a freaking profit? Well, I just yeah. said maybe they're looking like they can, uh, but their salaries had just been released in talking. So, yeah. uh, Uber. Okay, so, yeah, fat, fat. There's a lot of fat oh. at Uber. Um, so, here, man, look, you know, I've done articles, I've done videos. The subject gets to every driver's nerve. And, you know, what are the top complaints today, Chris? What is it, right? Oh, the take rate. They took driver 50%. Pay. Take... Huh? It's definitely driver pay is the top, top yeah, issue. Yeah, exactly. And and their take rate, how much they take off, off the passenger fares, right? And and everybody says, and this, everybody kind of agrees with 50%, 60%, sometimes 70%. How, how, can, how can they be not profitable? They must be lying. They must be doing this. They must be doing that. First of all, their take rate is not that high, people. Go into your statements. Look at your weekly statements. I get them every week. Uber's losing money right and left on a lot of drivers because of incentives, okay? And and I'm not saying they're not taking 50% on a single two or three or 10 trips. So that, please stop the hate mail or send it, whatever. But overall, if you look at your weekly statement on every Tuesday or every Monday that Uber sends you, log on to the website, you will see that exact take rate. Or... Better yet, you just got your 1099K and 1099NEC. Log on to your tax area on the Uber app and see what their take rate was as clear as day. Unless you don't buy those numbers, that's a different story. Unless you're saying they're moving around those numbers, then that's conspiracy theory I'm not going to touch. I see what I see. I, I speak on what I see. So as you guys are a business, as we want to teach you that you are a small business around your business, you need to know your costs, right? Your costs are fixed costs, variable costs. Guess what? Uber is not run by air, okay? They have costs as well, and part of this cost is salaries, obviously. So we just mentioned Lyft has 4,800 global employees. Well, they're not global, but let's say U.S. and Canada. But Uber is a global company, okay? You know, and in the next screenshot, you guys will see how many employees they have and how, what their average salaries are right here. Uber has close to 33,000 employees. By the way, I checked on this. This does not count outsourced support in Philippines and India and wherever not. Those are not employees. We're talking employees with an average salary worldwide was close to $77,000 per person. Okay? Ooh. If you multiply 33, like again, like why do we need 33,000 people to run a company that's a taxi cab with an app? Okay? Or a food delivery company. Why do we need this? Talk about fat. This is where the fat is. If you multiply just simply 30, and this is very simple, by the way, and this is not the way the numbers are run, but just to make some sense out of it, 33,000 times 77,000, Chris, is $2.7 billion, billion with a B. Ooh. Now you guys understand why they have to take so much money out of your passenger fare. And this is not the only expense, right? So Uber is a business. You got to look at it as a business. Now, let's add the taxes on this. Let's add the 401k contributions on this for their employees. Employment taxes, unemploy unemployment insurance for their employees, because we're ICs. We don't get that. Their employees get it, though. How about social security taxes? How about all these, right? How about liability? How about corporate liability? How about the servers that they run on? How about the building leases that they're in? These 33,000 people are not staying at home. I mean, there is like San Francisco's expensive city, right? So what I'm trying to say is that Uber also has expenses as a business. How about all the legal expenses that they get sued right and left every day? How about the top executive expenses, right? So when you look at Uber, right, and, and, and Uber's total take rate on a global basis last quarter was close to 
And that's on gross numbers, gross, 28%, okay? And they did 2 billion trips last quarter. So if you take that 28% take rate, on average, between freight, uh, Uber Eats, and Uber Rideshare, right? If you look at the revenue and took this money out, just this, this you know, 2.7 billion plus add another probably couple of billion on top of that. So the running expenses of Uber are close to probably four and a half to five billion dollars with a B. That's why they're not making any money. Their expenses are out of control, right? So my thing to you guys is that, you know, go back to the first page, Chris, is that when you guys say, oh, Uber's taking so much money from me, how come they're not profitable? Well, here's part of the answer. I mean, it takes them $5 billion to run a cab company with an app, which I'm like, yeah, I agree, Brandon. Um, so to me, um, understand it that Uber is a business just like you are. So Uber CEO's payroll is $24 million last year. Look, this got a lot of play. I'm not going to keep harping on this. There is a board that, that decides what this guy is worth, and they thought this guy was worth 24 million bucks. I'm like, okay, whatever, great. However, only 1 million of that is salary, right? Because what they do is in, the, in their world, if you if, if he got all 24 million as a salary, his tax rate would be through the roof. So he gets only a million up front, and then everything else is deferred, you know, in the big boy league. That's why they do it to, to avoid taxes. So this is just Dara's salary, 24 million, right? An Uber CEO's pay package included 1 million base salary, which he pays taxes on, the rest he doesn't, about 14.0 million in stock awards, about 5.9 million in option awards, and 2.9 million bonus, nearly 170,000 in other compensation that was mostly attributed to personal travel and security costs. Well, I thought that would be higher. So next page. And and now you guys have to understand this. Kosher Shah's 22 compensation was about double his pay package from 2020. Now is any driver here or watching this later is making double what they were making in then 2020? I don't think so. Um, 2020 CEO to employee pay ratio, which is important in the top guy versus the bottom guy, is up to 316 to 1. I'm like, hello. An increase from 2021. The annual median pay for Uber's 33,000 almost employees worldwide was 76,767. The number of employees rose. Why? I don't know. We're doing the same crappy shit that we were doing before. Honestly, I, I honestly, I'm, this blew my mind. 33,000 employees, Chris? Why do these people need 33,000 people? Anyway. I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, talk about fat. Yeah, so the number of employees rose while the median pay decreased. Hello, they're in the driver's seat there. Tony West, my man. Kamala Harris's brother-in-law, our vice president's brother-in-law, Tony West. Chief legal officer and corporate secretary received a total compensation of 10.6 million, including 2.4 million bonus. Among his accomplishments, this kind of, I cringed on this one, but what the heck, I'm going to read it anyway. Accomplishments listed in the proxy was regulatory progress. Uh, it's called Prop 22 and Prop 22 clones being pushed all over the country um, and to keep everybody independent as opposed to employees. That progress came in the form of establishing four labor partnerships around the world. Not sure. Advancing Uber's vision of the independent contractor plus model, which is the Prop 22 model. Please believe me, people, you don't want Prop 22, wherever you are, by supporting bills in Washington State and Chile. Yeah, I don't know. Washington State, you know, they got your number there, Tony. And championing and exceeding progress targets. So Prop 22 in California. So next one. Um, 
Total compensation of other top Uber executives, Nelson Chai, chief finance CFO, 12.3 million. Jill Hazelbaker, who's been there from first day. I think she's one of the only ones that's been there with Travis and Dara. Senior VP Marketing and Public Affairs, 8.2 million. Nikki Krishnamurthy, Senior Vice President, Chief People's Officer, uh, 7.2 million. You know, we should have Nikki on, Chief People's Officer. I wonder what he does. Is she in charge of drivers? No, I think Andrew McDonald is, is in charge of uh, all this other stuff. So here's the here's the one that, that kind of irked me, and it, I think it irked you too because you sent me those screenshots too. Investors will mm -hmm. vote will vote on one chair, one vote proposal at the company's annual general meeting May eighth. It calls for an independent audit of driver health and safety. Okay, anybody opposed to that here? Um, no. Okay. No. Um, Uber's model of using regulatory loopholes to avoid providing adequate workplace protections and controlling how work is performed has left drivers facing pervasive health and safety issues. I agree. The submitted proposal reads, this was a proposal from a shareholder. Now, the company, with all their might, say, the company recommends that shareholders vote against this proposal, saying that it already provides extensive reporting on its safety initiatives and goals. Additionally, Uber is currently undergoing an independent civil rights assessment. How, as a company, blatantly go out and say, oh, I'm against that proposal, which kind of looks, you know, <laughs> into driver protections, workplace protections, and safety is beyond me, and then go yeah. take a $24 million salary. So, I mean... I'm not sure this is a good picture to paint as 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 the executives of this company, you know. But it's typical. It just kind of goes to show that you know Uber doesn't care about drivers. So, Mr. Richard, if you're watching this, maybe you know, yeah, maybe you take well, a page out of this. For those who are investing in stocks, uh, you are a shareholder of that company. You own a portion of that company depending on how many shares you have is how many votes you have as well when it comes to in this case may 8th uh they're having their shareholder meeting and so they have four proposals so anybody who is an uber shareholder uh, like myself does have the ability to vote on um different different proposals they have four proposals that they have so what you see right here, you have your election of directors and they have all of their directors there. So you can do either for, against, or abstain. Number two is executive compensation. So you can vote to approve the 2022 named executive officer compensation, again, for, against, or abstain. Uh, three is the ratification of auditors. Uh, so this is a ratification of appointment of Price Waterhouse Coopers LLP as the independent registered public accounting firm for 23. Um, and again, that's for, against, or abstain. And then number four, uh, and, and I'm sorry, I forgot to say, uh, if you look, you see number one, two, and three. And then underneath that, it says board recommendation. All of those are four. Then you go to the fourth one. And this is the driver health and safety audit proposal. And it says board recommendation against. So this is where it says stockholder proposal to prepare an independent third-party audit on driver health and safety. And uh, again, as you can see, I just zoomed in on this right here. Uh, and this is where they said against. Yeah, so they're approving oh, their salaries. They're approving the board members. 
they're approving the you know auditors but then when it comes to drivers they go nope against vote against that we're doing enough already so we don't need to do anymore mr kosher jai with all due respect you guys don't do crap about driver safety i mean i get your bells and whistles in your systems but um i don't think you're doing enough so and that's a that's a common you know complaint i mean we have as drivers we have three complaints number one earnings number two safety number three your take rate and obviously you voting you're suggesting your investors to vote against this is a slap in the face of all drivers i mean what else is there to say so to me it's like um no boy no sir um so if you own stock, just make sure you get your vote in before. Uh, and again, it's based on the amount of shares that you have. Uh, so it can, you know, sway one way or the other. Um, so it's just up to you if you're a shareholder. And, um, you know, somebody said I would never own Uber. You know, honestly, I mean, that, that's your call. You know, do your due diligence. Uh, I'm not going to give you financial advice for or against something. I will admit I own Uber stock. Uh, so I do own a portion of the company, um, very, very small portion of the company, but, uh, you know, still I can voice my opinion when it comes to the shareholder uh, votes and things like that. So that's up to you if you want to, whether you're for or against, that's, that's your, your call there. Um, for disclaimer so, purposes, I don't know. I, I used to own Uberstock. I don't own any shares. Um, and, you know, it, it's every one vote one voice it's just like anything else um if you you know if you do own it vote i mean vote for that number four as opposed to against as the board is suggesting you guys do so yep, yep. all right um so yeah i texted you that and i'm like oh look at this and then they yeah. have the proxy report out too yeah. the proxy report i i think i said it was like 80 pages or something which yeah. is absolutely Usually, yeah, wasted money so uh, that add that add that to their expenses you know every quarter you gotta <laughs> do that i mean look you know, Uber is spending $5 billion to run this business. Maybe more, probably more. I would say more. That's salaries and everything else, taxes and, and, and you know, legal expenses and buildings and, and all that garbage, right? Well, that's why they're not making any money. I mean, you don't need 33,000 people, man, to pick up food from point A to point B and then to pick up human from point A, a job. And this, Chris, without owning the car, <laughs> they have a zero, zero asset business model. And they're spending five billion a year to run it. I go like, yeah, man. That's well, no, no, no. They, they do have some assets, and that that's that's the land and the the property that they're in. Um, if most they of it, it. I bet, I bet you anything, most of it is leased. Okay, if like it's in leased, Chicago, then yes, I, that's, that's a different most story. Of it is leased. <laughs> I bet you they don't even own their servers. I bet you anything. Um, you know, I think it's and, the WS you know, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we've, we talked about Lyft. We talked about Uber. Now let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about DoorDash. And, uh, you know, DoorDash is looking at pouring tens of thousands into Chicago's municipal election campaigns, right. outspending other apps. And uh, basically, you know, the, the, they were part of Prop 22. Uh, they were part of that what was it, a hundred and some odd million dollars to try to get Prop 22 proposal uh, accepted and voted yes, uh, which they did succeed. Uh, I don't even remember how much that DoorDash put in, but it was something ridiculous. Uh, and now they're pouring more money into other. And this is, you know, that we, we talked about some of the expenses that Uber has. We didn't even really bring up the, the lobbying side aspect no, nothing, of things yeah. too and how much they, yeah. they have to spend. But not only that, 
than how much they have to do in representation costs as well. Uh, because there are a lot of lawsuits that are going on. There's a lot of arbitration that's going on. And guess what? They have to cover the majority of that when it comes to their legal departments and things like yeah. that. So um, that's even more. Yeah, all the settlements, right? Because they, they fight in court and then at the end they settle for a couple hundred million dollars here and there. You know, look, this is this shouldn't be this way, man. This is simple business people. We just pick up food, drop off food, pick up people, drop off people. We don't need any of this stuff. That's why, you know, sometimes I'm not a huge fan of the government, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I go like, this is this is so complicated. Why do we need any of this? Why do we need all these colors, bells and whistles and all this shit? Pay everybody a fair wage. Everybody's willing to do the work. Let's not play the game. But these guys, of course, you know, spending because Chicago and in city of Chicago, Miss Garza that I'm trying to get to interview has the, you know, proposal that these people don't like and they're already bombarding every driver in chicago within the app saying mm -hmm. that please vote against 2251 which by the way is not a friendly proposal and of course you know they have uh, threatened to leave i'm going like bs <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they go, we're gonna uh, leave. I'm like, okay go go <laughs> go have a nice day <laughs> i'd like to see him try that they pulled the same bullshit in yeah. California, they, they came down to the wire. Came Seattle, down the same thing. And, the, and it was all bluff. Yeah, they did it in New York. They did it in Seattle. <laughs> it's not going to yeah. work. But it goes to show that these people are actively lobbying, right? Um, people um, to get laws passed advantageous to the, the business. Obviously, like if I was it, I would do the same thing probably. But. This is a little, you know, a little taste of what DoorDash is continuously doing. And, and you know, um, <laughs> the company uh, put in, I mean, there was a list of like laundry list of all the politicians in Chicago that got their money. But then I just squeezed this much of it because I don't think it's too much of an interest to, to uh, but again, lobbying happens in every world, every corporation. I'm mm -hmm. just not singling out DoorDash. Look, every oil company lobbies, every other company, every bank lobbies, everybody lobbies. Without lobbyists, this government would not work, probably, which they should be all eliminated as far as I'm concerned. I don't think we need any money outside money, but, you know, it is this the system. So if you hate the system, hate the system. Don't hate me. And, you know, uh, and, you know, they constantly do it. They spend the money to, to buy laws, buy politicians. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I just thought I brought it up real quick that, you know, uh, that just shows that there's always some stuff happening in the background and these companies are, you know, putting their money where their mouth is. Yeah. The, the one thing it's uh, they're, they're talking anywhere from 2,500 to $10,000 contributions uh, and they're making it to the city council races. Uh, so the, the ones that are contested before successful petition yeah. and uh, they're contributing more than $90,000 uh, for the upcoming February 28th election. Uh, and that's talking about the mayor's seat and the 50, 50 city council seats. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah quite but, a bit. But, you know, I, that. They can do whatever they want, man. You know what it is? It's, it's, this is the way the system is. And, you know, the system continues to be this way. And, and um, you know, um, Jeff, I get your point, buddy. But, but, you know, unions don't have that kind of deep pockets to do it. Like, I mean, I'll give you the example in Prop 22, which I was involved in. Unions spent $7 million and uh for no against prop 22 
and the Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart, two hundred and twenty million. <laughs> they got outspent yeah. by like thirty to <laughs> one. So I'm like, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, let's move on. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been mentioning on you know several of the last few shows uh, is you know, unfortunately, another uh, issue when it comes to driver safety. And this is a carjacking when it comes to an Uber driver. Uh, and this is uh, from Memphis, I believe. Um, yep. Memphis, Tennessee, Jesus Sanchez, 19 years old. Buddy, why, why, buddy, why, why? You're 19 years old, why? Uh, Millington is charged with carjacking and, and employment of a firearm during a dangerous felony, police said. An Uber driver picked up three passengers from February 26 at 7 a.m. Daylight, by the way. Hmm. The driver pulled the car over not long after picking them up when one passenger said he was feeling sick. This one, the guy pulled the gun out and then says, get the F out of the car. And he got carjacked. While we're at this subject, this is happening too much, too often. I don't know what Uber and Lyft can do to stop this. Again, you're on your own, had your head on a swivel. And more importantly, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, we don't push product here unless we believe in it. This is when display right comes into play. So what happens? Mm -hmm. This guy, this guy. Gets the driver out of the car. Driver runs. The driver exited the car when Sanchez pointed a gun at her, her on top of that. Another passenger out of the car and took the car and then keys and took off. And then they arrested him, obviously. So, but guess what, Mr. Sanchez? Your picture would have been uploaded to the cloud while you're doing all this stuff. And while you're driving the car or whatever you did with the car after you carjacked it. So, you know, I mean, we said it at the start. Please have a dash cam display ride. Probably one of the best ones out there as far as technology is concerned and uploading to the web i mean it's to the, to the uh, cloud directly um and to me you know they have a deal going on 20 percent off for rsg until april 15th by the way after that no discount 20 bucks a month is well worth it man what's 20 bucks what's 20 bucks these days it's like a happy meal honestly for your <laughs> safety seriously i mean if you go yeah. to get like a Big Mac, Big Mac, like you know, meal at a McDonald's. That's like twelve, fourteen bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, it's, it's crazy. Like I go to I go to Wendy's now, and I'm picking up something for me and like the kids, and it's like yeah, thirty something dollars. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I, yeah. yeah and, and here's the crazy part. So uh, my wife on on Friday, my wife and I go out for a date night, and we went to uh, Texas Roadhouse. Oh, the bill bucks. came to fifty bucks. If I go to, to Wendy's and buy for the four of us, that's 50 bucks. If I go yeah. to, to five guys, that's like 60 bucks. It's like, yeah. how in the hell do you expect me to go out and, and get food? It's yeah. insane. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely get a gash, dash camera, uh, no matter what. Uh, obviously, one that will you know go to the cloud in the event something like this happens, because they will have that person right then and there, no matter what they do with that particular dash camera, whether they try throwing it out the window uh, or whatnot. Uh, but that's one thing that uh, people need to start realizing is dash cameras are now uh, coming out where you do have the ability to upload right to the cloud immediately. And hopefully that will be even more of a deterrent than seeing that dash camera there. Uh, so hopefully um, that is going to continue on uh, when it comes to helping drivers be more safe out on the road. And even these shared rides where they had that other passenger that got uh, pointed uh, at to get out. So, yeah. So but let's, uh, let's switch things up. Uh, again, we don't want to end the show on a rough and hard note. Uh, let's talk about 
you know, one of the the I think the acceptance rate king is what you had mentioned. I did. Uh, I the acceptance rate king. Jeff, this is the opposite of you, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so our our Jeff, our Jeff, humanitarian of the year. We love Jeff, of course. We all kid him, right? So Jeff's acceptance rate is ninety nine percent. Jeff accepts ninety nine. So this guy is complete. I, I thought immediately of you, Jeff. So the one percent that you declined, this guy took probably. <laughs> No, I think it's the other way. I think it's. I don't, I think know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, just look at it. I was like, this is definitely not Photoshop. Eleven thousand one hundred and forty-four requests, only one hundred and forty-four accepted at one percent. Um, so this guy, so I'm a USDA cherry picker. I think this guy, you know, they sell these cherries for like a thousand dollars a pound in Japan, or these melons and stuff. You know, they have this exotic stuff there. So uh -huh. I go like. This must be that driver right there. This is like one percent. Uh, I don't think he can. Is zero. I don't think he can. Um, but uh, you know, there you go. See, this is this is this is the group that follows us. And Sunshine Man is here. He goes. I so, missed the ride. I I don't know, Jeff. This, this, this is. I know. I mean, look, one percent, Jeff. What do you say about that? And by the way, I don't know. what you know, um, the plug to Jeff's and Kyle's interview behind the wheel series every Thursday. Jeff was the first one. Mm -hmm. Sweet man accepts ninety nine percent. Holy crap, Chris! Do you know how many comments were there on that on that video? Like five hundred. Five hundred. <laughs> the pummeling that Jeff got. But what did Jeff do to all those morons who went and pummeled Jeff? He was kind and gentle and went and responded. <laughs> went and responded, <laughs> saying that I run my business the way I choose to run it. And he was yep. so kind. Me, if that was me, the video was me, and they commented about me like this, that'd be like gloves dropped, let's go. But Jeff, <laughs> even under that scrutiny, he didn't quit his 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 human. It was see, he goes, it was my pleasure. Jeff, honestly, I don't think this is you. I don't think this is the real you. I have to talk to your wife at some point. <laughs> because I don't think anybody can be like you, man. I don't know. You know what, though? To get back on track about talking about the, this 1% acceptance rate. That's a lot. Um, you know, Uber, Lyft. You know, <laughs> the reason why this person is at 1% and people in the chat are saying at 4% at the moment. And I believe I saw two at 4%. Uh, yeah, Bear Claws and... Uh, uh, Ride die, uh, bike life. Um, I'm at I'm at nine as well. Uh, so yeah, people are not accepting, and the reason why is because the rides are still not priced correctly. You price the rides correctly, the acceptance rates are going to go higher. Uh, so you know, word to the wise out there: if you're watching, you're going to see more drivers continually not hit the accept button because they know what they're worth and they are not going to settle for the peanuts that you are offering them for that particular ride. Yeah. If you would like to accept uh, uh, a ride or if you'd like drivers to accept the rides, you know, you kind of got to beef that up a little bit in order to make it worth it for that particular driver to hit the accept button. I already said, if I had the rates that Seattle was getting in my market, I would be at probably a 99% acceptance rate as well, too. And the only way I wouldn't be at the the 100% acceptance rate is probably because I missed a ride, like yeah. Jeff had just said. Yeah, the ping was so. too quick. Yeah, the ping was too quick. Yeah, but I, I, You know what? Look, this is extreme, obviously. We're not telling you to be at 1%, but we're <laughs> telling you to cherry pick. That's all we're saying. That's it. Yep.
I mean, take the rides that are going to be worth it for you. Obviously, every single person has their own reasons on why they're running their business, what's acceptable to them or not. Uh, But just make sure you know your worth when it comes down to it uh, and accept rides that make sense to you. Decline rides that do not make sense to you. Right there. Right there. Know your worth. All right. And then, uh, you know, we got to wrap up this show on on this this other aspect of things we talked about uber we talked about lyft we talked about doordash we actually mentioned autonomous vehicles earlier when it was the uh little um interview that we were reacting to and uh right now currently there are a test market going on for these delivery robots (laughs) and uh this is in la my backyard yeah Leave it to Your California. You see, you see them. You see them getting kicked, and you see them getting. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see them dogs pissing and... all over them. I see them getting kicked over. I, I, these things are being abused to the max. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bet you they're not even. They don't even have food in it. They're like doing test runs or whatever they're doing. And maybe they have a burrito or yeah. two in there, whatever. But this is in my backyard. WeHo. WeHo stands for West Hollywood in our lingo out in California. And Santa Monica is Coco and WeHo, Uber's, these are Uber's robots, actually. Uh, I'm going like, okay, man, I have one thing to say about all this automation and whatever, okay? Uh, honestly, the drivers are doing it for $2.50 base pay. I don't think they can do it cheaper than this. <laughs> and they have to pay the, for these things to be driven by so-called pilots. They're remote controlled. I'm going like... And then, so the city of Hollywood is very progressive, um, let alone, but even they rebelled against these things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> these were like so hilarious comments this is from the last city council meeting. <laughs> they These things are like, okay, it, 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 you know, if you know California and our, our you know, crosswalks and, and curbs, they're not that, they're wide, wider than most cities, but when two of these are like, blocking you uh you just kind of want to kick him over and just that's it <laughs> let him to die there that's what, that's what you want to do and and i i'm like okay so so you know they the, there's a test run going on in west hollywood and uh <laughs> so this, this these are some of the comments after the city council meeting they go explain to us again why these robots are allowed on our sidewalks <laughs> these are nuisance and not ada compliant now i hadn't thought about that part Okay, I hadn't thought about that part. I apologize to the ADA. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm thinking they're just a nuisance as they are. They should be banned from public right away. <laughs> Very, okay, if you guys know anything about California, LA, specifically West Hollywood, and I call it Hollyweird instead of Hollywood, Hollyweird, it's the most progressive goddamn place on the planet. Okay, I'm going to not call it liberal, but let's say that. And these are people that live there. They should they should be banned from public roads. In in addition to a hazard on the sidewalks, I saw one stalled out in lane in front of an oncoming motor vehicle. Respectfully, get rid of them. <laughs> this is thank you, Stephanie Harker, pedestrian and resident in West Hollywood. And the other one says, "Greetings, everyone. I don't mean to be a nimby, <laughs> but does anyone else feel like a guinea pig in an incubator? Crime problem? Try these security ambassadors. Transportation problem? Try these scooters." Need a delivery? Try these robots. There are some pretty half-baked libertarian ideas afoot. <laughs> they are not all what you expect them to find them either. So yeah, Hollywood is rebelling. West Hollywood is rebelling against these freaking things. And here it is. Here is the one. 
This was on Curbivore, by the way. I think this is uh, I forget the name of the company, but this is this is where this 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 company is working with Uber. When is this pilot program for the delivery robots supposed to be over? When do you decide whether or not, hopefully, dump them or tragically keep them? <laughs> Mayor Shine sat at my dining area table, drinking my coffee, telling me that she didn't think that they were all that great and that she wasn't impressed by them because she got a delivery and had to walk all the way out to the street. No crap, people. You are lazy. You're all lazy. What do you think? Well, by the way, Hollywood is not like where I live, all single-family homes, wide streets and stuff. They're all high-rises, Chris. So, yeah, they're all used to the poor driver taking, like, you know, a burrito 12 stories up in a, in a building, right? Now they have to get mm. off the couch. They have to get in the elevator. They go all the way down, open the door, put the code in, get the food out, go back up. Nobody's going to do that. What part of this what part is this convenient? You know what this, I think, works? Probably like college campuses and stuff. You know, maybe it will work there. But it will not work for the rest of the delivery world. And then, I mean, talk about then cold food. This thing is going like at a snail's pace, bro. You got to go to the restaurant. I, I see it. The mm-hmm. And yeah, then it looks exactly. stuck there, too. Yeah, that, like, that top screenshot looks, it's stuck. And and there's other ones that you see. They're just kind of yeah. sitting there. And they're, they're yeah. like, they're... Yeah all together and it's like yeah if you want to get around how are you going to get around there <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, look at this like this is a pretty tight tight sidewalk right and then that thing got stuck against the electric box <laughs> so so it goes and all of I these have names by the way they're, they're on individual people names, though that are um controlling them yeah pilots or are these are ones pilots. autonomous not, not, none of them are autonomous yet but imagine if they are autonomous what a disaster that would be <laughs> oh my god that would be hilarious, bro. So anyway, we thought we'd bring that up with a little laugh. We, we had a couple of, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, we had one that was crossing the the, the railway, the rail tracks, and they got run over by a train. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I hope that the, that person got a, you know, actually, you know, imagine if you're, you're watching your delivery robot come on the app. You're like, oh, I could track exactly where it is. And then all of a sudden, you see it going over railroad tracks. It gets smashed by a train you're hungry you're waiting for an hour for your burrito and right before you get to you just smash that shit over i'm like uh, that's the thing all of a sudden it it just disappears you're tracking you're tracking it's the railroad track and then then the tracker just disappears (laughs) and 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 you know you know what what these things do like i've seen i've seen this with my own eyes in santa monica coco is the one that does that there Golden retrievers somehow are super attracted to these things, okay? <laughs> so they just go the like, sniff it, sniff it, sniff the thing, sniff the thing, and then they go like, piss on it. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're territorial. Dogs are territorial. The dog goes, what kind of dog is this? I've never seen a dog. If you get the chance, pull out your phone, snap a shot of that. I, so I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it next time. I, I, I yeah. have a video. I have a video of one for like two minutes coming towards me. I tried to block it, and it kind of figured it out and went by me. I have that video. Actually, I'll send that to you. Uh-huh. We got, yeah, we got to post that next time yeah. or something. Yeah, but imagine that. All the, all, the, all the homeless situation, right? I mean, oh, this hmm. is food in there. They all know it's homeless. They're just going to crack the top open and get that food in there, bro. So I'm going oh, like... Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's not that hard. No. Just because... Look, this is my thing. Two cents. Last, last comment for the show. Just because you can build it doesn't mean we need it. There you go. <laughs> Truth. Truth. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks everybody for watching, hanging out. Episode Thumbs fifty up. in the books. Uh, obviously, we have next week coming up, and then uh, the week after that, 
I believe that is April 18th. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, let me double yes. check to make sure. Uh, yes, April 18th. That is our one year anniversary episode 52. Holy crap. 52 episodes with you, Sergio. I can't believe it. All the pills that I've been popping because I got to deal with your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but you know what, though? It was a great ride so far, and we're going to get better. And please announce the $50 giveaway. Five gift cards on our annual show. Five $50 Amazon gift cards. How do we pick those winners, by the way? How do we do that? I don't know. I think we're going to do that in... We're going to do that on the show. We're going to yeah, do something... Lottery. Lottery system. Episode 52 will probably be much different. I mean, unless something big really happens, we'll probably do like a whole Q&A uh, episode or something or, or in yeah. our giveaways and all that crazy fun stuff. We'll have a good, yeah. good one. We'll crack open a couple of drinks or something. Yeah. So if you're not driving, you can crack, crack open a couple of drinks as well, too. Uh, we'll probably do something something a little uh more simple uh, easy but uh first off uh again thanks for the uh 25 super chat uh norma or jeff um we zoom norma and megan all new members appreciate that uh helping support the channel uh, when it comes down to it so appreciate that thank you very much uh if you want to join as a member to help support the channel great if not awesome uh, no worries there. Appreciate that though. You get special emojis. You get our our cute mugs that you can uh, do that, that, and a couple other things. Um, also, also again, just want to uh, let you know tomorrow is the first episode of Money Hungry with uh, RSG contributors Kim and Zach. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I, I've already seen the show. What they're going to be doing, or what they're, at least what they're going to be talking about, and it's going to be a pretty interesting show. So, if you're in the food delivery space, if you're in the last mile space, definitely want to uh, make sure you hit up Money Hungry tomorrow, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and uh, I believe really that's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, that was a great suggestion here for one year show. Do Sergio's greatest hits every time I cussed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Joe and see if he can come on and uh, we could interview uh, uh, Dara and Tony Zhu. And uh, oh, maybe, that maybe that's yeah, how we get David Fisher on. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, hey, go Donnie and Biloxi. Yeah, Donnie's going to be on the channel too. Like Donnie, the chicken man. What's up, Donnie? <laughs> Bro, we have so many. You know what? All these 50, 50 weeks, I've met so many different characters, Chris. That in my oh, wildest yeah. dreams, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think I would meet, right? And that's just unbelievable to me. And I'm like, you know, thank you, everybody. Um, keep supporting us. And uh, we call it the way we see it. There's no bullshit here. So there you go. I said it. The last word. Bullshit. <laughs> Another thing um, beyond that, uh, for those who don't remember or weren't here before, we are also doing a giveaway yes. uh, for the seat cushions here. Uh, if you want more information, there's going to be a link in the description. Uh, but we are giving away three of these for next week's show. Uh, basically, uh, it's going to be your ride counts, your uh, the most rides given for Uber and or Lyft. Uh, so it's either Uber, it's either Lyft, it's both, uh, whatever it is. The top three most rides given because your ass is in the seat the most. Your ass and your back is definitely going to enjoy that. Yes. Uh, and anybody who is having back problems, anybody who is having some butt soreness, um, this is something you may want to look at. So again, I'm the description. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, it's got this little little cutout for for yeah. that area, so it gets yeah. a nice little uh, 
airflow there so you're not sweating or anything uh just as a side a side note so uh, it does help with that actually uh and it it's pretty comfortable both sergio and i have one uh they did send it to us to try out thank and you, see Omar, thank you we gotta appreciate that and uh yeah we are going to be able to give three away to three lucky winners who have the most rides given uh for uber and lyft make sure you send those screenshots over to sergio at sergio at the rideshareguide.com and then lastly uh we just want to give a special shout out again to nathaniel if you're still here uh you are the inaugural first winner of the show me the extra mile sunshine award uh so we just want to say special thanks to you uh and going above and beyond to helping an 80 year old veteran uh on a very long ride that um most people probably would not have taken and probably would not have done some of the things you did there so nathaniel awesome work out there congratulations and uh we look forward to seeing what some other people have to say when it comes to that so um all right sir congrats that to you. congrats to you we hung in there for 50 weeks. Let's let you know when do we go syndicate? 100, 100 shows? We go syndicate. I think it's 100 shows, yeah. <laughs> Once we do 100, then we just retire and then collect syndication money like Seinfeld. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wish it was like Seinfeld or something yeah, there. Exactly. Or, uh, yeah, no, very... <laughs> oh my We're God. the Mr. Beast. We're the Mr. Beast of right here, bro. There you go. How about that? Ah. All right. Well, All right. it was great hanging out uh, and uh, enjoy. We'll see you guys next week. Got plenty of great stuff coming up for you, plus Money Hungry tomorrow and uh, a lot of other things with Behind the Wheel, with other episodes of uh, different uh, segments with other things going on. So make sure you subscribe, ring the bell, smash the like button. Uh, we got 68 likes. Make sure you hit more uh, yeah. and give a thumbs up. Don't be stingy, man. We're giving up money. We're giving up stuff. Come on, man. Give us some love. Yep. Here we go. All right. With that being said, great rest of your night. Go out there and make that money especially to those who are willing to pay, who are showing the money. We'll see you next week. Good night.